All right. Welcome, everybody, once again to Cheapy TV Live. I'm the king of all wrestling, me, Gene Jackson, along with the pickup artist, Shane Mako. Shane, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. I had a great weekend. Anybody, everybody watching Stranger Things, right? My wife did. All right. Well, I know she enjoyed it. She knows about running up that hill then. Yeah, she, she knows what it. I mean when I say that's she what I'm was, saying. I missed I'm, out on the first season or two, so I just I, I never <laughs> I never did. Robot? Yeah, but uh yeah, last week when I was at work and she was off, she like binged it in like a day, day and a half, something like that. That's she what was, I did. I did that. She, all she was I like, I don't know where you're at on it, but like partway through, she's like, I don't know if I'm feeling as much as, as I did in the past, but then it, I guess it picked up in the end because then after she's like, oh yeah, I'm all in. It was, yeah. it was great. It was, it was there's good. One, yeah, there's one episode that just, bow sells it and then you're all in. And it's all, it's, I did the boys too. And I, I think the boys is more up your alley. Okay. I might have to, I keep, I keep seeing it referenced. What is that on Netflix too? That's on uh, Amazon Prime. Amazon it's, Prime. It's, 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 it's basically the violent gentlemen as superheroes. That's all I'm going to say. Oh my God! I don't even. <laughs> I don't even know how to wrap my head around that. Uh, it's, <laughs> speaking of the it's, violence, it's exactly how you would imagine Superman having yeah. to be asked to do all these great things for people, and then all it is is he's a straight up dickhead. He's just like, you know what? I hate people. Fuck people. I don't want to do nothing with people. I'm gonna destroy the world, but I'm gonna pretend like I'm a nice guy in front of the camera. I get that. Yeah, that that, sound, that definitely sounds much more my speed than Stranger Things. Uh, <laughs> so for people tuning in right now, I know there's a lot of people specifically tuning in that want to hear a, a certain announcement, like what we have to say about some things. And we will get to that uh, later in the show. So stick around. You will hear what our big announcement is and uh, we'll address big, whatever big, you big. want addressed. Make a um, Yeah, big things. But what we're going to do right now, we're going to go to our guest tonight who my understanding is he's only available through audio uh so you'll just have to picture his his handsome mug handsome on the screen, screen. mr scott hensley oh there hey. he is yep how's it going all right going well man how about you good my, my son is screaming at a uh, church league kickball game I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. We got a little, we got a little echo going on. We got, going got some screams happening. Yep. I'll, uh, I'll see if I can uh, hold down the connection a little better than last time, but uh, <laughs> I know I'm just going to be a great guest. We're, we're off to a great start here. Scott, are you, are you familiar, are you familiar with, with, uh, with Shane Mako? Yes, of course. Yes. All right. All right. Good. I didn't know if we need a, a formal introduction or what. Yep. We met down at Pro South. I meet everybody. Down at Pro South. That's right. <laughs> Man, that echo Man, is that killing, me. killing me. <laughs> uh oh. Let's see. If if I cut off the camera and just uh, talk, does that is that better? Let's let's try so. that. I think, I think we're coming through your speakers and your microphones picking it up. Okay, let's try let's try it this way then. I can do that too. Hey, hey, guys, I'm back. Hey. Hey. Is, is the yeah, echo better? It's the same exact thing without your face. Hey, Gene's a professional. Gene can muscle through this, right, Gene? Because I like hearing myself twice. I mean, so it's going to be hell for anybody trying to listen to this because they're going to hear us twice. Oh, I thought it was just for our producer. Yes, background shaking his head. You don't have any headphones, do you, Scott? No, I thought this would work for some weird reason. Is this what it's Let like? me. Uh, 
I'm sorry, guys. It's not not that we're right not there. that not that we're live or anything, right? Oh, we're totally <laughs> live. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, do we need to well, reschedule? I mean, we can always bring you back next weekend. It's a little while before SCI. Yeah, let's do that. I'm sorry. My apologies. Hey, enjoy that softball game. No, no worries. <laughs> it's it's church league kickball. It's not even as cool as softball. So yeah. Hey, adults hey, play kickball play still. still. <laughs> yep. All right. uh, Shane, Shane Bennett says, I can hear it twice. So, uh, goodbye, goodbye. Sorry. sorry. All right. Hey, tell Roddy we said hey. All right. Hey, just for the record, we don't care what Shane Bennett thinks. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there right now. He can keep his pie hole to himself. My goodness. Poor Shane Bennett. <laughs> one of our one of our most valued, valued listeners. Hey. So, okay. So, well. A little, little backstory on one of our, our number one fans there. He's always been jealous of that name. So he, he, his name isn't really Shane Bennett. His name's actually Michael Bennett. He just likes to put Shane on there because he's a he's a huge Mako fan, huge Mark for Mako. Who isn't? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if we're if we're being if we're being honest, everybody is, <laughs> uh, and, and, and rightfully so. All right. So hey, things happen. We're usually Purple. able to uh, to adapt here on Cheap Eat TV. So you know what. Uh, let's let's go ahead and let me find a little, Smokey if you can. Uh, Help me out here. We're going to talk about some topical wrestling subjects, Mako, because last week uh, me and Xanders talked about AW Double or Nothing, and uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute, but here's what I want to talk about. Um, last Sunday, or was it Saturday? Sunday. Last week. Last, yeah, last week. Um, Hell in the Cell. Main event. Seth Rollins taking on Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, it got it was out on social media all day long. Cody Rhodes has suffered a porn, uh, a torn pec muscle. He's not going to wrestle tonight, or will he be able to wrestle tonight? We don't know. And then yeah. it come out that yes, he is going to wrestle. And then he gets to the ring and removes that jacket. And oh my God, I mean, just horrific looking injury. Uh, went on to have what I thought to be. Uh, an incredible match. Uh, I think he deserves a whole lot of credit for powering through that match. I think Seth Rollins needs to get more credit in what people have been giving him uh, for for his participation in that match. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I was like you. You know, I heard all day long that he was hurt. He wasn't going to be in it. They didn't really say what injury he had, so I really wasn't aware of, you know, where even the injury was going to be. Like, I'm not going to lie, I didn't watch it live. But as soon as I got on my phone, I was scrolling through and I saw the jacket shot where he had the tour pec. And then I saw everybody not no lie. I think he's getting the credit he deserves for it because I don't think a single person put that match down. They were just like tonight. The fact that he went through it, attached off the muscle, went through the whole match, said not only was he injured, that Seth and him went all out. Like they just had the match. There was like a lot of people are calling that their favorite match of all time. There's a lot of things. But see. To be honest, I know wrestling, you can be biased when it comes to certain matches just because, you know, what it is. But, man, you, you know as far as I know is that that injury, the fact that he put that – because, you know, he didn't have to do that. He no. did not have to do that. Absolutely and that's, not. And that's one thing people don't understand is he could have easily, easily said, look, you know, whatever. But that, that, that dude knew what that match meant to him. He knew what it meant to the fans, and he knew – I don't know. I give him credit. Like, I loved it. I loved everything. I, see, Cody Rhodes has always been one of my – as much as I know that people have, like, that, that weird sour taste in their mouth, I love Cody. I thought Cody did everything the way he's supposed to. And, I mean, in this business, he's probably one of the ones that, you know, he's just taking a different route than anybody ever in the history of wrestling. He's just doing his own thing. 
Cody Rhodes, I mean, I, I've been a fan of Cody Rhodes as well. I mean, because to walk away from the WWE at the age he was, at the point in his career he was, to leave and then go out on the indies and make himself a bigger star than he was exactly. when he left the quote-unquote big show uh, and then go and take the path that he took through Ring of Honor, then Japan, every indie in the country – that led to the formation of AEW. That's now the comp- the direct competition of WWE. Uh, there's, I just don't see how anybody can really say anything bad about the guy or, or try to tear him down. And then to go out there, like you said, in a match that he didn't have, I mean, nobody thought any less of him if he hadn't went out and competed in that match and have the level of match that he had with that type of injury. I mean, I think that's probably going to, I think he cemented his legacy last Sunday night as being a future Hall of Fame guy, being a, a difference maker in the business for on a number of levels. I think maybe with the AEW thing, he started kind of steering off and the people are going to remember him as, okay, he was pretty good in the ring, but, you know, he helped he form started, his company. He, started going, he was a, you know EVP, but he cemented himself as a performer last he, week. He started kind of going in that Triple H-like direction before he got Triple H numbers. You know what I mean? Like right. when he when he became the behind the scenes guy calling his own, everybody felt like he was putting himself in the position. When he left and went back to WWE, where he's not calling the shots. And also, we all know, like even Randy Orton, when he went against Mick Foley and he had that match, that hardcore match. It's like the the thing is that it shows you a level of respect that he had. He loves to be in that ring. And that's something that people don't understand. There's guys that do it, and there's guys that love to do it. He just, to me, going out there that hurt, that injured, knowing the pain, he went out there and put it all on. The, I, I I respect that because it means he loves what he does, and that's a hard thing. I'm sorry, but you got guys like like Brock. I love Brock. I'm not going to take anything away from Brock, but you know, Brock's a paycheck kind of wrestler. Like I mean, I know he loves it, but you know that he. But Cody, Cody could easily. It's just it's one of those things where like there's guys like Randy that have that moment where you're just, I'm not sure about him. He kind of seems kind of soft. He kind of, man, he went out there with, with Mick Foley back in the day and they did that thing. And he went through the tax and everything. You just, after that match, to me, it was like, okay, Randy loves this. Randy wants to do this. That's it. Same thing with, with Cody. Cody did the same thing. He went out there and was like, I'm going to show everybody that this business isn't just about a paycheck to me. It's about going out there and enjoying and loving what I do. And that's what he did for me. That's what I, that's what I saw anyway. Absolutely. And, and, and again, to Seth Rollins credit, I mean, he put him over at mania he yeah. put him over at Backlash. I got to admit, I did not think Cody was going to, even no matter what the original plan had been, I'm like, well, there's no way Cody goes over in this one with the I injury didn't think so either. <laughs> uh, And he still won. So, I mean, kudos to Seth Rollins to go out there. And it's just a testament to how big of a star Seth Rollins is in WWE at this point to know that, hey, I can go out there and lose three pay-per-views straight to Cody Rhodes, and I'm still just as big a star come Monday night than I was yep. before this all started. And uh, you know he's he's stuck to the he's stuck to the plan he's stuck to the story. It would have been very easy for him to balk at that, you know, with the injury and the way people might perceive him losing to an injured guy. He might have could have went and threw a monkey wrench in this big storyline they had planned. But he followed through. He lost three times, and he's still stuck to the game plan. And uh, I think there's something to be said for that. I, I like the fact you're right. I like the fact that he allowed Cody to have his moment. Like he could have easily taken that moment from him and said, I don't understand, you know, Bob. Because, you know, you saw that injury. You knew there's going to take some time off from that. You knew that he's not going to be able to, to keep going at that level. That was just a, a heat of the moment. Got to get this done. It's a prom. So you kind of knew after that. He was, but Seth was like, you know what? He knew that that was Cody's moment. He still allowed him to have it. And that's big because, you know, there's a lot of people in this business that, hell, like an ankle sprain. They'd be like, well, why am I going to do no? And, oh, you know, this, it's, it oh, is yeah. what it is. Yeah. And, and you know, 
he the rumor is he's going to be out about nine months after nine the surgery months. that he had this past week. And but I think he, I mean, a lot of times it's easy to get forgotten. It's easy to lose momentum in that amount of time. But the streak he was on coming in, you know, since WrestleMania, and then that being the last thing in everybody's mind, that big win, and then what Seth did on Monday night, which made him, you know, gave yep. him just more heat than he could ever imagine and if he'd have won every one of those matches. I mean, people are going to be clamoring. It, I, to me, I think – That's what it is. They're going to be It's going to be so like many. when Triple H came back. That's it. That's what I say. Yep. The roof the is going to come thing. off wherever he comes back. People are going to lose their mind. It's going to be perfect. When that music hits, because we're going to we're going to just right when you kind of forget that Cody isn't around right now, you're going to hear that music pop. He's going to come out, and you're going to be like, oh, I forgot all about Cody. But yep. it is going to be weird with social media, though. I wonder how they're going to be able to keep that. Because with social media – Cody, you know, he can still be in the limelight. That's different with social media areas. Yeah. Like he can still be around. He can still be, re- you know, rehabbing. You can see him doing his thing. They'll probably put pictures. It's going to be a little bit different with Trips. Man, I had forgot all about Trips. I remember that because I was just like, oh, you know, and then when he that music hit, he was jacked even more than it. You're like, what the hell is this? And it was it was over for me. I was actually a huge Trips fan when that happened. I was like, okay, you, you won me on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that is true. Like, when you try to compare – current day things to things in the past like there's ways to keep him in the limelight with social media and it's oh, yeah. really harder to slip him back in on you know not talking about anybody it. knowing yeah. with all the social media and people like hey i saw him there i saw him here he's at this airport he's <laughs> exactly. you know? i mean they had to Every, jump I just to get him to yeah like he was in the bathroom at the arena they're at you know tonight yep. so it's, it's a lot harder nowadays, and that's the thing. You know, but you, I think that's the one thing we can say, just kind of like not going to get off and go back to AEW, but that's the one thing I think AEW is doing really well is that they're doing something that WWE isn't really great at doing because they got Metzler and all those guys that just tell all their business constantly, whereas AEW uses their business being told, and they're doing their thing in the in using social media to grasp the audience. And it's like that's kind of like that's where wrestling should. I, mean, I always thought that was a that's what people should be doing anyway. It should be a mixture of both because we don't have the secrecy or the whatever the word is you want to use right there to keep yeah. things under wraps. It's just too hard. So why not just let people in? That's my whole thing. Is is you know Ric Flair gave you a blueprint a long time ago. Ric Flair's not acting, man. Ric Flair's Ric Flair. So if you yeah. if you can't be the gimmick, then then don't do the gimmick. If you can't do it, if you can't be that person, hey, no point of putting a rooster costume on and pretending you're the red rooster if you're not really going to be a rooster. Because I know I see Super Chicken out. He's he's Super Chicken. He's still got the chicken outfit out there buying groceries. I've seen it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You got you to gotta be committed. <laughs> you got to be 100% committed to these things. And, you know, um, something you mentioned there, like about Meltzer and them, I think some of these journalists may be sacrificing some of their uh, credibility yeah. Uh, some of that stuff with MJF that went on that we'll probably talk about here in a moment, like Sean Ross Sapp put a lot of that out there as far as like, oh, he's, there's a plane ticket and he, he no-showed this. There's a plane ticket. He's leaving town. Like, I think him and Meltzer are, are intentionally feeding things out into the press yeah. to move their storylines along. And I think pretty soon people are going to be to the point where like, I think they're on the payroll, like, I don't know if I'm going to buy into what they say because they may just be pushing the story. I mean, to me, it's kind of like if, you know, if if I like Stephen Platinum, but if he started saying stuff about AEW, I'm like, 
I don't know. We're pretty sure he's on the payroll at this point. Like he's all, I, I, <laughs> he's all think, about I, everything they do. So like, I don't know if I'm going to buy it if he tells me something that. See, I agree with that completely because even before, even before the MJF, I'm sorry. We've all seen behind the, we've all seen the Vice City. What is it? What advice? I'm saying Vice City. Uh, what, what's the thing called where they, they get, they show like Crispin Wall and all that is behind the scenes oh, where uh, they do the documentary. Uh, dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring. That kind of. When Metzler says anything, do you think Vincent Mann would ever allow, allow anybody in his business to know something that isn't allowed to be said and that man say it without Vince's say? I don't care who you are in this business yeah. unless you are totally – this man has an in on WWE that nobody else has. But it's like he tells stuff where I'm like, you. he knows personal conversations. And I'm like, man, Vincent Mann is a very, very, very scary, powerful man. If he didn't want you to know about it, you would not know. And that's the one thing I know. Metzler does not tell things. He does not – like, like when Hardy and them showed at WrestleMania, you think Messler didn't know that? He didn't know that. Nobody really knew when they popped up. They kept that very well under wraps. They had everybody in this direction. And that I've always thought he was on. He's allowed to say what he's allowed to say. But if he's not allowed to say it, trust me, it's not being said. I'm sorry, but Mr. Man does not allow secrets outside. I mean, that's the one thing I've always thought that dude was paid. I've never really gave. I've, I mean, he's got an opinion. I like his opinion sometimes, but he's nobody that I think, oh, he knows what he took. Nah, dude, you were told to say something and you got, you were allowed to say it. You asked permission. So me and me and Xander's kind of talked about this at length uh, last week. So what is your take on the whole kind of starting with at the pay-per-view at double or nothing, you know, the rumor started MJS probably not going to be there. He, he, there's a plane ticket. We think he left town and then he shows up. They, they work the opening match. Wardlow destroys him as, as the storyline pretty much, necessitated you know yeah. anything short of what they did would have been an issue for Wardlow's push and then fast forwarding to what they did on that Wednesday night on Dynamite the shoot promo uh, that everybody debated online workers fans whether it was real whether he was supposed to say it whether Tony Khan was upset you know <laughs> that he said it what's your take on all that I'll tell you one thing though my take is MJF's a star I don't care anybody I don't care yeah. if it's a work or a shoot that man is passionate. The man's got it. He's got it all. Like that's that's the one thing I took from it. Me personally, I kind of know what it is. I, I'm not. I don't want to ruin anybody. If people are believing, I let them believe. It. If they're not believing it, eh, that's I'm gonna let that curtain stay down. But me personally, what you should have taken from that is just MJF was terrific in the whole thing. Whether it's real, fake, whatever, dude, that kid was just great. I, I enjoyed that thing. I, I enjoyed that so much, man. Just watching that, I was in it. I was like, listen, I was like, man, to be able to do that on that, like he was so good at what he said. He had everything. And it's like that just I miss that kind of thing. I miss those non-script whether whether it's like it's a nice blend of work and shoot to me because I do believe it's a shoot and I do believe it's a work, but I think that's where the passion comes from because you don't know what he's gonna say, but you know along the lines. So so I think that's where it's it's, it's just not scripted. That's what's pretty about it. I, I think that's where people are are getting confused. I don't think it was scripted, but I don't think like I think Tony Khan went out there to MJF, like, hey, I know you've been upset about your contract, you don't feel you're getting paid fairly blah, 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 go out there and shoot from the hip, shoot from the hip, say what you're feeling. But I mean, there's no way they didn't know when he was going to drop the F bomb because they were able to beep it out. So I think there was, I think there was probably some lines in there that they knew he was going to hit, but I don't, I don't think any of it was fed to him, but I mean, he hit the, he, he hit the nail right on the head. I mean, nobody else, and you can include WWE in this as well. Like nobody else in the business today makes people feel stuff the way he does. I mean, he, exactly. he's very good at what he does, and it's not about the things that the Young Bucks are good at and the other guys in AEW, and that's what really makes him stand out. In the ring, he's average, but, I mean, he's so good at his character work, at promos, 
and it making you believe what he's saying. Cause I think, I think he believes what he's saying and that's yeah. what wrestling's all about, you know? And that's, and that's, that's probably why he's one of my favorites just because if you've ever seen my work in the ring, it's like, I'm not going to sit there and say, I can't do a lot of things. I, I choose not to, because I mean, it's just part of what you don't have to, when you're good at what you do, you shouldn't have to do all that. That's another thing too, is I've always felt like that. I mean, look at, look at the rock, look at the rock stone cold, anybody back in, and I hate to bring it up, but even in the eighties, go back as far as the eighties and the seventies, go all the way back. It's like, yeah, guys got athletic later on, but then it's like, they got lazy. And to me, I feel like when you like the young bucks, I'm sorry. And I, I appreciate them because they can be very entertaining, but at the same time, it's just like, but I don't really watch wrestling for the the acrobatic part of wrestling. I watch it because I did grow up liking the storylines. I like Hulk Hogan, you know, going against Warrior. I like the, the, you know, that's the stuff that got me going. I didn't care about anything else. I want to know why you hate this guy. I want When I cut it on, when I got back into it and I watched ROH stuff, I'm not going to lie, when there was no story there, it's really hard to watch 40 minutes of wrestling when there's no story. It's just watching guys, you know, and you're like, wow, that's cool, but I don't know. My feelings weren't into it, so it just kind of got like, man – that's a long match. I don't know how much I can put up with like watching these guys. I don't know what why they don't like each other. But then they really didn't even know each other. They just had a 40-minute match. But I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is doing things like that in the context of pushing a storyline. Like, yes, MJF, everybody's debating whether, oh, was it real? Was it this? Was it that? But it's pushing the storyline of MJF is unhappy and he wants to leave and all this. But people get it in their head like, oh, that was a shoot. Well, that's a cool thing to do. So we're going to go out here and shoot. And if you look back into like the 2000s, like late 90s, 2000, like when Vince Russo was having all these worked shoots. Yeah. But it was crap, like insider crap, like talking about Hulk Hogan having creative control. Oh, yeah. And like the whole Bash of the Beach deal, you know, where he went out <laughs> and, had, and he had Jared lay down. And the yeah. fans were just like, what? What the fuck is it? Like, what is even happening right now? Like. I, that kind of crap, I mean, it doesn't age well at all. Like, when you go back and watch that stuff, even now, it's very uncomfortable to watch. And you're just like, what? I mean, if you weren't one of these, like, reading the newsletters and, and following everything on the Internet, you had no clue what those guys were talking about when they did stupid shit like that. Yeah. And to this day, you still have people who go out, almost oh, shoot. And then some some idiots in the dressing room think it's cool, and they're amused by it, and they amuse themselves. And the fans in the crowd are like, what that, that's, yeah. like "What the fuck is he talking about?" Like we've been yeah. watching something for weeks now, and now the shit he's saying has nothing to do with anything we've been watching, and exactly. it just confuses everybody. And but they're real proud of themselves because oh yeah, I got him. Yeah, that was true. Truth <laughs> does not always equate to a good story, and truth does not always equate to drawing. I mean, ask around. There's a lot of guys who, who do that kind of shit. Yeah, they got they, and it doesn't pay off like the MJF story. Yeah, uh, they forget that fans don't have a script. You know what I mean? Fans don't know what you're doing. So you're you're exactly right. When those things were happening, and I didn't have a clue. You know, they just did. It. I just thought, okay, that's whatever. It, it was stupid or it was whatever. But these guys made it such a big moment in the back and Russo, and then they come back and they tell these stories, and I'm just like. What? I didn't even know that. I could care less. Like, I didn't care about that. Like, I didn't know there was this big, huge moment that I didn't know about. And, and they were cussing at each other and having these shoot things. And I'm like, was it really worth it, though? Because, I mean, I got lost in translation. I wasn't I don't remember them being huge moments and not called. But at the same time, back then, I didn't even know that wrestling was worked like that. You know what I mean? I wasn't I wasn't a part when I was a kid. I only knew, especially now, we were not that educated yeah. behind the scenes stuff. Like, we were just fan fans. Like, we were just watching tv you know what i mean like we were like oh and then you see it, and you're like and russo was always big on that crap oh that's absolutely because like, russo 
Russo is one of these people that thinks everybody who watches wrestling has all this insider knowledge and they know what all these references are. And I've, I've talked to Xanders about this, like just in conversation, like one of AEW's only, one of the biggest knocks I have against AEW is from the beginning, they've just assumed that every casual person who just happens to say, Hey, there's wrestling on TNT. Let's watch it. <laughs> knows the backstory of every indie guy. They know who the young bucks are. They know who Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta is. They know who orange Cassidy is and why he's sitting out there with his hands in his pocket. They have not done a good job educating people who these people are and why they the do some of these thing. odd things that they do. And like, and like I, you know, I've said my my uh, father-in-law, who's like 83 years old, and he's watched wrestling most of his life. Like, we would watch AEW at his house, and, and the young bucks would be out there, and he's like, "Who's these little kids doing flips? You know, and <laughs> why's that guy got his hands in his pocket?" Now, after watching it for a few weeks, he's like, "Man, them kid, them boys do some cool stuff." And Man, that guy can have a whole match with his hands in his pockets. And they kind of grew on him, but he just had to kind of figure out on his own who they were and why. And he still don't know why they're doing any of that shit, but he watches it. But just imagine that, you know, if you kind of had built a story up to kind of explain why Orange Cassidy's the way he is or why the Young Bucks, why I should give a crap about the Young Bucks. The Bucks are not yeah. as good as people. They're definitely to think they're, they are. They're tailored, to they're tailored to My God. Checking in. Thank you, sir. Hey, you know better than to talk to Gene. Don't speak to you. <laughs> just, just give the microphone up, Noah. Just walk away from your computer. Two, two words. <laughs> quote Roman Reigns, Noah Hal. Acknowledge me. You won't, <laughs> you won't do. You won't do it on the stream. <laughs> Shane Knowles begs you to to acknowledge that I was just there, and you won't do it. But he won't know. do it. No, uh, I agree. I just think AEW is very tailor made to a specific. It was like ECW back in the day. You remember when you cut ECW on, and when you actually found it on some some channel that you weren't supposed to have or whatever. And you're just like, what is this? Like they, the people in that audience, they, they were out there trading tapes and mixtapes when Jericho and them came in. I had no clue of any of these guys, but these people had heard, been heard about in Japan and Mexico. And I felt so left out because I didn't know knowledge. You know, I didn't have the knowledge of it like that. Like some of these people are so, and that's where AEW is like, Oh, we're going to go get all these indie guys. And we're going to, you know, the people that know them, know them, but they're not, they're just like, they're, they're in their own private club. Whereas WWE yeah. has even said it, we don't care what AEW does because we're 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 worldwide. We're we're like the Coke and the Pepsi of this, and you guys can be over there and you can do your Dr Pepper and be solo. And you know you got. I mean, it just is what it is. And I get it. I mean, I know who they are because I mean, obviously, obviously in the business. But I, I do get lost in a lot of this stuff. And I like you said, your grandfather, eighty three, he's been watching wrestling. He's he's going to be willing to give it that moment and still watch it because he loves wrestling. So of course he's going to have his, eh, I don't really know what the, Oh, but he respects the athleticism. Like it's cool. I mean, it does grow on you, but at the same time, I'm not a big, huge fan of like the, the newer age of wrestling. Like I, I, I respect all aspects. So I do. I mean, you do what you do. I do what I do. I get it. There's a, there's a place and time for everything. I think MJF is the best thing that they have to get the casual fan over from anything else. And they got to keep rolling with him. CM Punk was a good add-on, too, even though I know he's kind of like whatever over there right now. I know he's not – apparently he's not pulling his weight like he's supposed to be. I think he's still CM Punk. But MJF is the future, and I know they're going to hold on to that. Hopefully they're smart enough to hold on to that. I mean, if MJF wants to walk, I mean, that's his choice. But I don't know. I, I think I – don't, I don't know that MJF would be uh, – free to be the MJF that has gotten over exactly. WWE. Yeah. Uh, so I think a lot of that's just, I think it's a story. I think it's a, good uh, one. It's a story and people buy into it. Cause I mean, the people who, who follow things and, and know, know that 
him and Cody outside of all that were good friends. And so now Cody's up there and it just makes sense that he would want to go there. But honestly, I don't think he's really trying to get to WWE. Maybe he is. I don't, I mean, I, I think in JF, I think in I don't JF know what the hell they, they'd have to change his name and all that jazz, but you know, I think he goes at some point in time. I think like anybody else, even as anybody, I think at some point you want to go to WWE and I think MJF will go to WWE. I don't think it's right now. He's too hot. And he's running his own. He's got his own spot, and he, he's controlling that spot well. I think at some point in time, WWE will be in his future. But that kid is young. He's got a long oh, time. Yeah. But I guarantee you, he will be in the. He will be on the show sooner or later. But it won't be such a big deal that when he goes. I have a feeling that by the time we're done talking about all this, I just think it's going to be a, a very normal thing for you to be there, here, here, there. There's going to be a mutual understanding that, man, the wars are over, man. People just want to watch wrestling. I'm sorry, but I don't. I don't look at it as a war. I could care less if they're competing. I just think it's good for everybody in. The, in the game and everybody who's getting to watch wrestling. Well, I mean, AEW can only feature so many people at one time. They've got so many people on the roster and only so much time to feature them. And just like that, you can't have five-hour freaking pay-per-views every few weeks like that last one. I mean, it's just – it's too much. So, eventually, some people are going to have so to go over there. And But, anyway, let's uh, let's take a quick break. And uh, yeah, when we yeah. come back, uh, we'll talk about a few things. And we will get to uh, a couple of big announcements that I know people are excited to hear. So, let's take a break <laughs> right now. Are you looking to have a good time? Well, head on down to Happy Hour Comedy Club and Restaurant in Aniston, Alabama. Shoot you some pool, play you some darts, or head on over to the bar and get you a cold beer or one of them fancy cocktail drinks. They got all that. You hungry? Get you one of the best pizzas in Aniston or anything else off the menu. They got burgers, tacos, chicken wings, anything you want. Every Thursday night, they got open mic comedy and karaoke. And live comedy every Friday and Saturday night with some of the top comedians from across the United States. Go to happyhourcomedyclub.com for more information and tell them why did Jenkins sent you. Hey guys, this is Wolfie D from PG13. Check out my podcast, Live and in Color with Wolfie D, every Monday at noon. We're talking Memphis, we're talking ECW, WCW, WWF, everywhere that I've been. We even have some great guests, some Hall of Famers on the show with us. Every Monday at noon, Live and in Color with Wolfie D. You like barbecue? Well, of course you do, unless you're some kind of weirdo or wasn't raised right. So if you want to get some of the best barbecue around, check out P3 Barbecue. Our buddy David Estes does it up right. He'll be glad to cater to your next event or just send you some of his award-winning sauce right there to your own doorstep. Go over and check them out on the Facebooks at facebook.com slash P3 Barbecue or give old David a call at 901-679-3452 and tell him Whitey Jenkins sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Dangerous Dan Colley, the Professor Jimmy Street, and the Plastic Sheik Jared are the undisputed six-man tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this trio does it all, and all they ask is... Give me back my pro wrestling. Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts.
All right, so we're back, and hey, right now we've got eight people watching live, so that's pretty exciting. So thank you to all of them, <laughs> and uh, we know who to thank for that. So, uh, woo! I want to talk about later tonight at seven thirty tonight. Our friend, if you want to call him that, Whitey Jenkins, uh, has a new show debuting here on the Cheap Heat TV podcast network called The Outlaws of Wrestling. Uh, which is going to be, from what I hear, uh, him presenting uh, matches from outlaw wrestling companies from across the country. Uh, he's going to present this as a, as a show each week, 30-minute uh, episodes, I believe, with an occasional uh, longer special when he has a super card to promote, as he as he told me. He was he was very excited. This was about as enthusiastic and excited as I've, as I've ever seen Whitey Jenkins as he was describing this show. Uh Mako, are you looking forward to checking that out? You know I am. You already know. I already asked. I, I was I was already like, man, I don't know why, but this 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 wrestling got me. It's like I was like, how come I ain't been invited to this thing? I'm ready to watch me some wrestling and talk about some wrestling. And, Outlaw uh, wrestling. That's an announcement uh, I'm looking forward to. You know, that's was, what he's all about, man. I mean, it's that's what he's complained about. Uh is it possible for you guys to figure out a way to get a donate button on here? Well, you know, I'm sure that is possible, and maybe that is something we need to look into, Shane. Why don't you, why don't you uh, donate to my, my Pepsi fund, man? What's wrong with you? This is better. <laughs> man, man get with, stop putting his comments up. Hey, stop making it feel special. Come on, Smokey. Take it easy. You know they got you know you know the Shanes have heat. You can't be just you know you know Mako never likes when there's another Shane on. Whenever Shane Knowles is on, he gets upset. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, are right. You uh, are right about that. I don't like Shane's taking my spotlight, man. Y'all gonna leave that alone. One, one Shane per show, pal. That's that's yep. how we roll around here. So, um, no, so anyway, yeah, ten, ten right now. So suck it. Uh, anyway, um, we've got that coming. If you haven't yet, go check out the one-on-one I did with a wall, who. Scott Hensley shared it for us of the day. Thank you for that, Scott. That's because you did that. We'll forgive you for the debacle with your microphone tonight. We're going to get him rescheduled too. But uh, he said that, and some of you ain't going to know who this is, but for the people who do, it's so dead on that AWOL is the Crispin Glover of professional Southeastern professional Willard. wrestling. And if you know who that is, then that's pretty spot on. That's he pretty much nailed that one. But check that one out. That is one of the most bizarre unique. slash fun slash interesting, unique interviews I've ever been a part of. And uh, show it some well. love and check it out. And also, are you wait, he's still watching us there. Scott Hensley says AWOL rules. You, you're right. That was, I mean, there it is, electric knee pads. I mean, who else? What other person has the ingenuity to come up? with electric knee pads, which I think will be sweeping the nation as soon as he gets that inventioning done that he's working on right now. As soon as he can can explain why we need electric knee pads, you know, I think that that'll really fly off the shelves. I feel like it'll be gone because I like the concept. I was like, he had it down to a T, the blueprint, everything. I just don't know what they're for. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because I, I asked him, I said, why would they be electric? He's like, because you plug them in. Like, I, was, I, was, I was an idiot. And I love Hensley even pointed out when we were talking about it. He's like, I love that he has one with the adapter and then one that plugs straight in the wall. So he's thought this, this isn't just some harebrained idea that he just threw out there. He's thought this out. He's got this all figured out from the word you go. You better get that patent, man. Don't let nobody steal that idea. You know, that's, that's money in the making right there. 
<laughs> there you go. Hensley nails it right there to protect your knees, obviously. And what protects your knees better than electricity? On oh, here, yeah. If we're being honest. You so. ever want to take your opponent out, just bring a bottle of water and just, there you go. So I'm hoping we can get a follow-up uh, interview with AWOL if I come across him somewhere again. Um, because I've heard a whole other aspect to this gentleman that I didn't know beforehand. And I know it to be proof because I know it to be true because I saw photographic proof that mm-hmm. it happened. So there's there's a there's a whole other conversation me and AWOL need to have. And also, if you haven't yet, check out the Cameron Keast one-on-one. That one was fun with the whole culprit conspiracy that I'm still investigating. I haven't given up on exposing Cameron Keast for that. Uh, also, check out the Brandon Watley one, The you know, the very snakish-like professional wrestler. Oh, Brandon good old Watley. Brandon Watley. Serpent assassin, if you will. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm sure you will. So, uh, uh, you still got Tyrese, you still got Tyrese, Tyrone Murphy, yeah, Robert, Tyrese Murphy, bitch recognized. You have our, you have our first, first, first behind the, the in 2000. What is it, 22? I guess was our first one. That was our very first one this year of you. So, yeah. I still think that's a classic. It's already being a cult, that's already a movement there. Scott Hensley says, I feel like AWOL might up in the Carnage Cup. I can promise you, Scott, if Kevin Brandon ever meets AWOL, he will definitely be in a Carnage Cup. I, I have a long history with AY. AWOL's always been there, man. I told you, man. If you guys can ever like check some of his A4 stuff out every Thursday night, he's there. So if you're a fan of AWOL, man, you can check out the A4 kids. They're I out mean, there doing their thing. AWOL's been there for as long as I have. So I've never seen a guy that managed himself. Like he came out as his own manager. He cut a promo while there was already a video promo happening, and then he took that off, and then he wrestled. He's got two different names. I mean, he's AWOL. He's Nathaniel Zephaniah, something <laughs> another, and yeah. no, no, he is he he is not. Uh, oh damn it! I just blanked out on what was the question I asked. Amish? He's not Amish. He gets very offended if you were to insinuate that he is Amish. And hey, Jebediah, Jebediah, Jebediah. Haven't you heard him all? Well, Scott Hensley had way too much fun with that interview. I'm glad if no one else enjoyed it. I'm glad Scott Hensley enjoyed it because that makes me happy. Uh, They're always fun. Like I feel like there's a lot more characters out there too. A wall is just the tip of the iceberg too, because I feel like we've 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 had a few interviews now where you're just like, man, some of these people are missing out on some of these personalities that are in the back. That's my mission, man. It's to it's you know you can get guys who are good talkers and they can cut a wrestling promo, and that's not fun. That's not special. There's a lot of people who do that. I want to meet the interesting characters of the business. Guys like A wall. Guys like David Cox. Guys like superstar Kenneth. Uh, like, they don't who, even know what camera's on them. They're just talking. That's who yeah, they are. <laughs> who they're not putting on. I mean, because I get asked about a lot of these interviews. Like, was that, was that for real? Like, yes, that was absolutely – we didn't plan – I mean, that was something Hensley said. Hensley asked me, he said, what's AWOL's shoot name? I said, dude, I have no idea, man. I was like, I had never met the guy. Like, I walked up to him like, hey, man, do you want to do a one-on-one? He's like, sure. And we went outside. We did that, and I haven't seen him. I hadn't never seen him before, and I haven't seen him since. I may never see him again. I don't know because I don't know where he'll be that I'm going to be. But I have no idea what that guy's real name is. I can only assume it's Nathaniel Zephaniah. I'll keep it. I'll Alexander keep it my, Bagwell or whatever. But. I'll keep it in my back pocket. I'm oh, so very, you know, I'll, so I can get that information for you if I need to. If I need to track yeah. him down at some point. There's, there's. Yeah, me and Awol have been in the ring together. Like, me and Awol have definitely but. done. I mean, we've done. We've done. Like I said, when you had him in interviewing him i was like oh this is gonna be gold <laughs> you, you, you know i was around you know i was around oh uh, I yeah I, I you, well, you I appear halfway yeah. through yeah <laughs> I was like, like, I just out of the blue. Like, 
And, like, and, I and I Xander's just like, cut that out. I'm like, no, hell no, we're leaving that in, man. We didn't cut in. That's, that's that's another thing, too. We did not cut a single second out of that interview, as you could tell, because you can hear the, I, you know, and that's the voice I, from afar. Uh, you know me, you've worked with me long enough now to know, like, that's always been one of my favorite things about what, what I do or how I am. I don't like edits. I don't like cutting things. I don't like, I, I feel weird when they're like, when, when somebody yells cut or when you're doing something and it's like, it's like, dude, just, you know, make, if it's a mistake, I don't even know what a mistake is. I, I really don't. How is it a mistake if nobody knows? So that's my thing is like, me and you can sit here and talk for an hour and a half, make tons of, like, you, you could blank and just be like, uh, I don't care. Like, I mean, that's what we do. Like, I mean, a professional just keeps moving and going. I mean, this whole business is about making mistakes. And most of the things that have been great in this business have been mistakes. Like, hell, look at Jake the Snake's finish a move. Somebody tripped and fell and they called the DDT. You know <laughs> hey, what I mean? <laughs> that's a pretty cool move. Like, I wasn't a move. Uh, he tripped and he fell. And it was like, oh, uh, that works. It's like, dude, that's one of the greatest moves of all time. And it was a mistake. So my thing is AWOL. Hell, AWOL didn't make mistakes. If anything, I think AWOL was perfect. I mean, Bruce Pritchard has said for years that Vince McMahon's motto is nothing can go wrong if you're live, because if it happened, it was meant to happen. And I I love that. I just feel like we don't cut anything. That's one thing I've noticed about the violent gentleman and cheap Pete as a whole, man, we just keep the cameras rolling. We don't care if you, you know, you know about our lives because I mean, we are who we are. And I mean, we try to keep everything out there for y'all to know. And it's like, if you find it interesting, Hey, awesome. If you don't, well, go fuck you, but Hey, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we, we, we've made people wait long enough. Let's get to the part of the program that uh, where we've got a couple announcements to make. We're going to address a couple of things that I'm sure people are excited to hear about. And so to do that, uh, we're going to bring in our hey. third member. He's been working in the background, oh. busy as a bee, uh, taking I'm care of the business. To, I'm, I'm trying to hide because I'm, I'm, I've got producer Smokey up here to try to camouflage myself from having anybody bother me. Um, I'm... Big announcement, everybody. Super excited about all this. I've been kind of in the lab for the past two or three days, not really paying attention to anything. ZIP is finally happening. I saw, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, I've been actually producing a lot of stuff. I've been kind of, I'm going to go ahead and announce the guest here tonight. We didn't make a graphic for it. I was, uh, it's kind of been a project that's really been kind of close to me. I'm excited about it. It's going to be emotional. Like, it's going to be, like if, if everybody knows who this person is, you know it's going to be emotional because he's clearly an emotional individual. It's going to be the wicked nemesis. I've like we started, we've already sat down and done this thing. Like I'm trying to tidy it up because there's a lot of cuts and edits and stuff like that. So, you know, what is it? What, what did I say, Gene? I said uh, shooting for Friday. I believe. Friday, yeah, because I'm. I'm and once again, this has been a thing that's been really close and like, I'm, I've got it down, but I just wanted to be perfect, you know, just cause it's, it's my boy wicked. So we're going to have a uh, fun conversation and it's going to be very inspirational. I mean, it's going to be definitely emotional. Like we're, I plan on getting some inspiration out of it. My voice is a little bit, uh, gone. I've, I spoke a lot yesterday. We, we sat down and did probably two or three hours worth of interviewing. So get wicked on that, get wicked on that Zan fam, that Van Ban, that bandwagon of Zan. You know how you need how that guy promotes. Like that dude promotes with his soul. Like that guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that that dude promotes absolutely with his soul. So we're gonna see if uh, uh, we're gonna see what we're gonna be able to pull off, and just hopefully it's gonna be a uh, that'll be pretty good. I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, there's Scott Hemsley's back. Uh, thanks, Scott. You know, we Smokey was real real upset in the chat because. Yeah, headphones. Headphones. Yeah, you kind of cut me short, too, because I was trying to figure out where I was going to be on this list this year. 
Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, let's, let's, I mean, you know, you've been kind of sitting under the learning tree of, of producer Smokey. He's been training you on on producing and being behind the scenes because he feels like he's overworked and he's like, you know, I'm overworked with the Cheap Heat podcast. Now you're adding on these other podcasts. You guys are going to become a little more self-sufficient. And so, you know, that's why it says producer Smokey on the screen because you know, <laughs> you're, you're sitting in you know, with him. He, he, he won't totally appear on camera. because No, you know. no. And I mean, I've been, we've been in the back, like I'm, there's a whole other studio given the whole, you know, the shooter angles that everybody enjoys now. Like we sit in this separate entire test room, me and Smokey and like, just kind of bouncing some other stuff, you know, dude, I, I'm not, I was here to promote real quick. The, my podcast the ZIP podcast coming out Friday, Friday. We're going to do it probably early release. I'm hoping to release it like as soon as I kind of get my, you know, if you're not following us on Twitter, all my inspirational quotes that I do every day, that's going to continue. And why um, aren't you if you're not? I mean, yeah. I mean, it doesn't take a lot of effort and it's, it helps us. It really does just to push that needle a little bit because that's all we're doing. And we're just trying to push a needle. But, um, you know, I'm also like, as much as I'm working on this, there's another podcast that I believe Mr. Gene Jackson's about to start doing with another person who's been real well, supportive. Look at Cheap Heat getting it all out there. What there is it is. Is that Mako's dives with my yeah. friend Shane Knowles? We're going to be talking about some old school wrestling. Uh, and credit to Shane Knowles, he come up with the name because you know that's a, it's kind of an oxymoron, old school dives. But that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be taking deep dives into old school wrestlers events, and actually, our very first subject of our very first episode, which is going to be coming up in a couple of weeks, is going to be Jesse the Body Ventura. Isn't that, uh, I know a lot of the younger generation team? only know him mostly as the color commentator for WWF in you know the 80s and early 90s, mostly the 80s, uh, and then WCW in the early 90s, and then later his political career. But I mean, he actually had an in you know an in ring career before that, and there's there's a lot of interesting stories to discuss with Jesse Ventura. So that's going to be our first topic, and. Uh, We'll be announcing a release date for that very soon, and so I'm, and I'm, I will I'm pretty say, excited about that. I will say, too, that the one thing that people need to know is when y'all say you will talk about it, if anybody is a fan of old-school wrestling and wanting to know every single thing there is about wrestling, listen to these two talk, and I promise you, you'll walk away more educated about professional <laughs> wrestling than you ever have. Because I can just imagine what they know about, but there's gonna be things you didn't even know. Like his mother's name was Mary, and before they went out, they had a dog. And it's gonna be things you're like, what the? But, so, so let me hang on. Let me just say this. I'm sorry. I don't know if my audio was bad because my headset was uh, even pointed up through most of that. Could you hear me through most of that? I really wasn't planning on coming on tonight this evening. Is like, you know, I, I realized I've got a lot going on, and uh, I hope y'all realize that too. I'm just trying to. Uh, juggle multiple hats what do you what do you what are you listening to over there like are, are, are we got anything else to promote i'm just curious well so we've got that do i is, have a show uh, coming up or anything like that yeah, i mean do, like i was gonna yeah. ask do you have a show coming up like cool. that would be nice to know there we go there we go you're not uh, on i knew that there one. was some i knew there was something you're i was forgetting that one. Yeah. So uh, there we go. There you are. So on the 18th, you. you know, we got our thing going on. I guess I'll, this is my this is where we come. We got we got the gentleman out there defending tag gold against uh, I don't even know what they're what is uh, a uh, supreme. There it is. Thank you. Uh, oh, our good friend Tyrone. Yeah, there you go, Xanders. You get to you know you get to put the, the boots to that in a positive <laughs> way. I mind you, but you know what I mean. It's all funny games. Mm -mm. 
now. But uh, yeah. you got me in the Rumble and Gene. I'm sure Gene will be there and doing. Are we doing cheapy things there? Are we are we doing our thing there? Are we are we taking always, the show on the road? Always. Oh yeah, the the show's always going. Make it. Oh yeah. Just we'll, we'll, we'll be we'll be talking to some people, looking up and down that card. I feel like uh, I'm, I'm going to have to <laughs> uh, get a one on one with Eddie Honcho, maybe. Oh, uh, who knows? Man. Who knows? Who may? Mako, uh, maybe we can get a good long sit down with you and him. That'll be fun. Yeah, uh, it will not be a good sit down. Last time he sat down, it was on something I don't want to talk about. Yeah, I'll just say, hopefully, it's more of a more comfortable sit down than the last one he had with you. If you All know right. Mean. Well, that's uh, that's June 18th. You know where that is? That's Gadsden, uh, downtown, or the, like where you know. It's all the addresses on there. I wish I knew the numbers and everything, but I know it's Gadsden. And let's I know tell it's June 18th. Them, let's uh, tell them the best part. What's, what's the, what's, if what's the you best? were there the last time, they have put air conditioning ducts into oh. that part of the building. There will be air, folks. Cold air. And I got another announcement that I want to go ahead and throw out there to Noel since you guys oh. are doing wrestling. I'm going to go ahead and throw this challenge out there right now. I know I'm in the Rumble. And Mr. Knowles, you know how much I love a challenge. I would love. Absolutely love to be number one entrant into that rumble. Please let oh, me do it and watch me take the whole thing. Let me be number one. I'm away. Let me be number one entrant, please. I know we don't have an order. I don't know how we're doing it, but I want the rumble. I want it all because I don't want any excuses. I'm getting tired of excuses. So, and also, since we're on excuses right now, I'm going to go ahead and announce this big, huge elephant in the room. I know you guys have been waiting for our big announcement. Well, I'm going to go ahead and acknowledge that now. Last Friday on Pro Side. 